So what's the significance of Palm Sunday? I hope you enjoyed the video, Dan the Donkey. I know it's a bit twee. Is Palm Sunday just a nice little story to tell the children? Surely it's in all four Gospels for a reason. So what are we to learn? What are we to notice? I'm going to read the account from two of the Gospels. So first of all, from, John, uh, from Matthew, sorry, Matthew 21. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. And then I'm just going to read from John because there's a couple of extra little bits that are, a couple of bits that are different, not extra bits, but bits that are slightly different, just give us different information. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter Zion, see your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realise that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. So first of all, we have the disciples being sent to collect the donkey and colt. And I don't know about you, but I wish it said what they thought of doing that. Because if you're suddenly asked to go and collect a colt and bring it back and somebody might challenge you, I think you might have asked questions. Or maybe... They just got so used to strange things happening around Jesus and amazing things happening around Jesus and them being asked to do things that were out of their comfort zone that this was just another one. And so off they went and they came back and everything was exactly as Jesus had said it was going to be. And I think, to me, that sort of jumps out at you. If Jesus tells you to do something, it's going to be as he tells you it's going to be. What's significant about Jesus riding a donkey's colt. In biblical times, riding a donkey was a sign of royalty. Kings rode donkeys. And a sign of humility that the king riding the donkey came in peace with peaceful intentions. The Roman um, 
emperors and, and leaders, they came on great big stallions. And if a king um, came into a city riding a war horse, their intention was not peaceful. But it was a known thing for a king who wanted to be at peace with the people he was coming to, to ride a donkey. So Jesus comes in humility, showing he is the Prince of Peace. And it fulfills the prophecy, as we read in both those parts, but that comes from Zechariah chapter 9, and it was written 500 years before Jesus rode into Jerusalem. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He comes in humility to serve, to be at peace and to bring peace. The crowds were in Jerusalem, as we heard, for the annual Passover festival. So there were throngs of people. And they'd heard about Jesus. News had spread about the miracles he'd done and the things he was saying. So when they heard he was about to enter Jerusalem, they rushed to catch a glimpse. Excitement grew as he was seen arriving. They had begun to think this was the arrival of the promised Messiah. And they shouted and cheered and lay their cloaks on the ground before him and cut branches from the trees. And it's John who tells us that they were palm branches. The palm branch is a symbol of victory, triumph, peace, and eternal life, originating in the ancient Near East and Mediterranean world. The people were hailing Jesus as a victorious king. And they shouted Hosanna, which literally translates into save now. Over the years, it had become a shout of praise. They were hailing him as king, and they believed Jesus would save them. But they were thinking from an earthly perspective. They thought the Messiah would free them from the tyranny of the Roman occupation. They were looking for a king to rescue them politically, and free them nationally. But Jesus had come to free them spiritually. God's plan was to bring true salvation to all who trusted him and acknowledged his son, Jesus Christ, as Lord. In their praise of Jesus, the crowds were quoting from Psalm 118. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This was an acknowledged prophecy of the Christ, the Messiah. So when they were shouting it, this messianic psalm, it drew resentment from the religious leaders. Luke's account tells us that they told Jesus to silence the crowd. But Jesus told them if the people were silenced, the stones would still shout out his praise. The incensed religious leaders sought ways to discredit Jesus and incite riot. And by the end of the week, these same crowds who were shouting Hosanna now shout crucify, calling for Jesus' death. 
how fickle we humans can be. I was thinking about that. I'd like to think that I would have stayed loyal. But deep down, I fear I would probably have been swayed by the mood of the crowd. To my shame, I think I may have been shouting crucify with everyone else. What about you? Let's decide this Palm Sunday that we will stay with Jesus through Holy Week. That he will have our attention, our love and our allegiance. So that next Sunday, Easter Sunday, we can rejoice again with clean hands and hearts that our Lord lives. And we look forward to a time when at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, as it says in Philippians 2. And we can look forward to the vision John saw that he recorded in Revelation 7. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb holding palm branches. It's just lovely, isn't it, how that echoes what happened when Jesus entered Jerusalem. One day, oh, what a wonderful day that will be. We will be in that crowd and we will have those palm branches and we will be singing salvation belongs to our God. Oh, to be in that crowd. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, will you keep us close this week? We thank you for the triumphal entry of Jesus going into Jerusalem, but we know the story, Father God, and we don't stay there. And we know how people turn their backs on you, Lord Jesus. May we not do that. May we seek to stay with you, to stay close, to recognise all that happens this week, to weep with you, to pray with you, to stay with you and give thanks that you were willing to suffer all that you did on Good Friday. And then to be able to rejoice on Easter Sunday that the tomb is empty, that we have a living Lord. Thank you and praise you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.